Hey everyone, thank you so much for stopping by my YouTube channel. And today you're gonna to be listening to Social Vibes Live. Tonight is my special guest, James Finley, and he's gonna be talking about his podcast, Pick a Side, and we're also gonna be talking about some of the racial issues concerning our world today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to a Social Vibes Live. We usually do our show on the Zoom platform. Um, but tonight we are going to do a live show and I am so excited to have a friend of mine on the show with me today, Mr. James Finley, and he has a podcast called Pick a Side. We're going to talk about that a little later, but I want to tell you that Social Vibes was created to um, bring people together because at one point we, um, we were stuck in the house and we couldn't go anywhere um, during the month of March. So Social Vibes has become a wonderful platform to people to come, dialogue, you know, laugh, just engage in some stimulating conversation. So I hope you are joining us tonight because we're going to have a really good time talking about a bit about different subjects today. So James, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me, Vanessa. It's always a pleasure to talk to you as and uh, to be able to be in the public eye right now to talk I to know. the yes. about different topics. Yes, I'm so glad we're able to have this conversation because we know that a lot is going on, a lot. And for me, it has been a very frustrating, enlightening, thought-provoking, and certainly I have tons of questions, not for you, but just in general, right. and um, that I know that some people could probably never answer, but it's just a lot going on in my head. And I know that um, you have a lot that you want to say. We're going to talk about your podcast a little bit, but... I just got to ask you this question. Yes. Before we dive in, did you shop today? <laughs> did I shop today? Yes. You know, you're supposed to be. Um, yes, I did. I, blackout. I, I actually did. I did shop today. However, all the shopping I've been doing lately is uh, of the technology type of stuff. Uh, had to go over to Best Buy today, you know, to pick up some other items. And yeah. it just seems like Best Buy has been like my go-to place. And I, I really want to stop doing that because I'm really been spending a little bit too much money on. Well, uh, I mean, okay, you did shop today, but I mean, did you black out? You were supposed to black oh, out. Oh, I know you so on a mission. I know uh, you on a mission. I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> See, I blacked out about a month ago when it was originally stated that, you know, we were supposed to have a blackout day. I purposely, purposely did not spend any money on that whole day. Matter of fact, I didn't even go anywhere that day. I was telling folks, you know, hey, why am I seeing stuff on Facebook with you guys out just living your best life? And here I am stuck in the house. I'm trying to, you know, stick to the to the blackout day and you guys are just doing whatever. And everybody was like, well, you know, it's not, it's not on this day. I said, no, and I'm I'm presenting different you know, posters and flyers of all this stuff. So no, I did not honor today, but I did do my blackout day about a month ago. Well, that's okay. But you know yeah. what? I know it's just one day, but I feel that if we are really going to make a difference and an impact, then we have to support our businesses, you know, more than just one day. This is a start. This is a great start. You know, and we have to, if, if we want them to be successful and grow and become, you know, really good businesses, 
then it's going to take more than one day. We're going to have to do it more than that. And well, that's, a, that's a whole well, nother subject about Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's because, <laughs> you know, I was getting ready to go in real quick. No, 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 no. We're going to say that for another conversation. Yeah, yeah. We won't that's a that. whole nother lane right there. Yes, definitely. But I just wanted, did you get your banner done? Uh, yes. And, okay. uh, well, actually, I have to pick it up tomorrow. Okay. However, okay. I, was, I, was, I was very fortunate because I found out in doing so that I patronized a very professional black franchise business with fast signs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was very happy with that because I won't go into it because that's for another show. That's for but, another show. Yes. Yeah. We're going to make note of that right business. now because that's for another and show. So, uh, they've been very professional so far. And so I cannot wait to see the fit. Good. I can't wait to see it either. Well, we're going to definitely turn the corner right about now. We're going we're gonna to talk about what's really on our minds, you know, and um, I know that, you know, when you started talking about your podcast and um, one of the reasons why you decided to do a podcast, um, it came from what happened on March 25th. So take me back to that day um, or take me back to the time when you watched the video. Because I know for me, it took... It took about a week or so to watch it. I couldn't bring myself to that place to visually see someone take another person's life on camera. I mean, we see it on TV, we see it on shows. You know, it's all made up, it's done behind, you know, on the silver screen or whatever, but it's totally different. And it plays out differently in our minds when we're actually seeing this happen for real. So um, take me back to that day when you watched the video or what did you feel? Okay. Tell me how it changed you. Well, before, before I go any further, can you still see me on camera? Yes, I can see you on camera. Okay. I can't see you, but it, it's on my end, but I can't hear you. So let me just go back to that question that you asked me about how I felt on that particular day. So I'm at home and I am like, I'm a CNN junkie, first of all. I love, I'm a love watch the news. And here comes breaking news. And so I'm seeing, you know, this this black man on, on the ground. However, I'm not really understanding what's going on. And then they tell me that this black man lost his life, come to find out it's George Floyd. Uh, I had to watch it a few times to kind of get an understanding of what exactly was going on. And I could not grasp it. And then when I finally grasped it, oh my God, I, I got very angry. I got angry. And when I get really upset, I, I cry for whatever reason. And, you know, my anger, I was calling friends and I'm like, did you guys see this? Everybody, like, yeah, but, you know, so the anger that was inside of me, it, it would not have done me any good probably to go outside that particular day and see somebody mm -hmm. because I really felt like being violent in a, certain, in a bad type of way because it was like one of the first times live where I, could, where I saw a man's life being taken away from him. Yeah. And then to see the fact that 
this man was begging and pleading for his mom. You know, as men, we always, it's always mama, you know, uh, it's always going to be that dynamic, no matter how old we get. And for to hear him calling out for his mom and to just to see him saying, I can't breathe. And uh, Officer Shavin ha had absolutely no regard for this man's life at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so I had to digest that for the whole night. And it kept playing on every news outlet. And I start on Facebook, on, uh, on Twitter. I start seeing, hearing what people were saying, how people was upset. Everybody I spoke with, they felt the same way about it. And, and then they start protesting. The protesting, they starts diluting the whole nine yards. We all know how that went. Right. But I just felt like it's got to be something that I can do. And in times past, you know, I grew up with the Rodney King, uh, right. that Rodney King uh, beatings and all that that took place, which was absolutely horrible back in 92. And I had to protect my church that I went to at the time from, from getting burnt down and this and that. However, because of I'm in my 50s now, and just the feeling that I have now about it, it just did something to me. And so I kept talking with friends and just as friends. And so I was like, hey, I'm not in no position to be out there protesting and walking for four or five hours in the hot sun. It has to be something else that I can do. And pretty much uh, what I did, I said, you know what? Let me use something that I know I have success with. And that's my voice. And I believe that, you know, God has given me a gift to reach out to certain people and to the masses. And that's exactly what I wanted to do and why I came out with the podcast, hashtag pick a side. Okay. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more about your show as far as your content, you know, the different type of shows that you're going to have on because it's always um, interesting when you have two different perspectives, like, you know, from any topic that you select, you're going to have a different perspective from each person. So it's always interesting to see what a person thinks. I mean, for me, um, in regards to the whole situation, I think it was more, my thought pattern was more of why, why, why do they hate us so much? Because from that one episode or in situation, you know, I don't know if you feel like the, the protests and the rioting, you know, we know the rioting is bad. So let's agree, rioting is not bad. Would you say, I mean, because, you know, people will say, oh, you know, that's all they want to do. No, it's not all they want to do. But sometimes that's how some people are being hurt. Because look at back in the day, they did the same thing back in the day. You yeah. know, um, in and back in uh, what, 1967 or whatever it was, um, if you ever saw the movie, I Am Not Your Negro. Did you see right. the movie? Okay. Right. Same stuff, right? Same yeah. situation. Everything yeah. that happened, it's just a different, different people, different time, era, same situation. So some things have changed, you know, we're a little bit more integrated, but there's still issues. So my frustration and my I don't want to say anger, but I was very upset that we are in 2020 and we're still living with all this hate, right? 
we're still living in the midst of uh, systemic racism. We're still, we're still having issues with, you know, being able to get a job because of whatever. Maybe my name is not the right name or I can't okay. hear you. Oh, what did you say? If you go back, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. If you go back to the 60s when people were protesting with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, you probably will notice that there was only one group of people that was protesting, right? Mm -hmm. That was blacks. You may see, you may have saw maybe one or two Caucasian. Uh, it depends on what type of. Right, right. But for the most part, when it came down to civil rights protesting, it was only blacks that was the majority that was doing that. What makes today's protesting so unreal is the fact that you have white folks that are out there sometimes in the majority than what we are. Right. That are marching and protesting for our civil rights. So you have people way over in Australia. You got people over in Saudi Arabia, in countries that you never would have ever felt yes. that would be doing that. Yes. And then to bring it back home to the United States, you got people in North Dakota, you got people in Maine, where there's, where ain't nobody, ain't none of us out there, right? you know? And so right now, that's why we are being heard right now. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep it real. Right. If this was nothing but Blacks protesting, our voice would not be heard the way it's being heard. Our voice is being heard because our white brothers and sisters have finally decided, you know what? Enough is enough. And they have started, you know, in this, in this beautiful situation we're in now where they're protesting for our civil rights. And so what hap what's happening now is that you have corporations that are being, you know, where people are telling them, say, listen, if you don't do X, Y, Z, we just not going to, you know, we're going to start boycotting you. And so when you start, when you start messing with people's money, things will change. Things how they're doing in the NFL, how they're doing in uh, basketball, wherever, wherever sports is right now, we're seeing a totally different era right now. Yeah. You know, you know, you have, people have leverage now to be able to have a voice. I listen to smart to sports talk radio all the time and they would never ever touch anything political or racial. And now they can't stop talking about it now. Right. It's like they, the handcuffs and the shackles has come off of them and they are like, okay, let's go for it. And so right now, you know, we just have everybody that's protesting. And I feel that that's what's making the big difference right now. I think so too. And I think that um, even though it, it, it seems like we are moving in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, but then you have, then you ask the question of, okay, we're, we're also seeing, you know, a rise in the, um, the racial acts. Okay. You mm -hmm. see that almost every day. Okay, we went through a little segment, a little period where we saw the lynchings. I mean, even as of, I think it was today or yesterday, um, 
Uh, his last name is Booker. And I don't know exactly. I think he was in Bloomfield. Not really sure of the place. Mm -hmm. But um, why was someone trying to tie him to a tree? Right? I mean, right. these are things that are going on. And then look at this. There's a couple in, in California. You probably heard the story. They're on the street trying to mess up the Black Lives Matter sign. And the husband says, oh, there's no racism. Really? Um, <clears throat> so my question is, you know, Yes, we're trying to move forward. We're moving in that direction because you have a percentage of, of people, Caucasian people, who really see, and Asian, all the different non-Blacks, okay? Right, or, right. you know, that are saying, this is not right. Something's definitely wrong here. Let's take a look. What do we need to do? But see, we're not the ones who can change that. You know, they have to have conversations among themselves. You know, they have to look in the mirror and say, is this me? Is yeah. this who I am? And is right. this, you know, recognizing in each other, they have to have conversations within themselves. And another thing, as long as the Ku Klux Klan is around, all these, now I'm sorry, it's a terrorist group. If they're going to call the Black Panthers terrorists, and there's another group they call terrorists, I don't know if it was the rioters or whatever, the protesters, <clears throat> that's a terrorist group. But yet, we're not killing people. We're not hanging people from trees. We're not calling people um, bad names. I mean, what if it was flip-flops? You know, what if we started doing that to people and, and, and calling people names out of their names, you know? And to me, I'm like, they're called us animals, but we're not animals. You know, we just want to live and do the right thing and live in this wonderful world that we call America, right? But right. you want to try to keep us down by slandering us with negativity, you mm. know, out the word, what you call us, and then you make all these um, these comments on social media, on TV, right? Mm -hmm. And then you turn around and say, oh, I'm sorry. But I remember my mother always told me, and I'm sure your mother told you this too. If you don't have anything nice to say, then keep your mouth shut. That's what my mother told me. Right. So I'm just saying, think about, they need to think about what they're saying before they even let it out their mouth. Because those words are damaging to people. And let's not even talk about the little kids that are scared to go outside because of what they're seeing every day. So my question for you is, yes, we're moving forward, but what do you think needs to happen to really make a whole change? Well, uh, what's, what's happening right now needs to continue to happen. And I hate to put it out here, you have to continue to have white folks to speak on our behalf. Nobody is listening, no one ever wanted to listen to us. No one ever wanted to give us the benefit of the doubt. It it, it's coming by way of white folks being able to say, hey, you know what? Hey, listen, this has have to change. And I'm very thankful. It doesn't really matter how it's changing, it's, it's changing. The whole landscape is changing. You'll have, you'll have pockets here and there where there's, I'm, first of all, I don't want anyone to think that I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. Heck yeah, it does. It does. And it may, and it may be here until we leave this earth. However, hold on, hold on. I want to ask you something you just said. It may be here till we leave this earth. So mm -hmm. I guess you're saying that you don't foresee this changing in our lifetime because we're the same age. I don't see this. I don't see it changing to the degree to where 
I want it to change to where everyone is on a level playing field. No, I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime, but I'm definitely hoping that it would happen in my children's lifetime and, and my grandkids, you know, whenever they come into this world. But, you know, right now, I think that we are, we're peeling back layers of, of hate, but we have someone that resides in Washington, D.C. And his whole, this whole week, this whole week, all he's been doing is, is, is just turning it up. You know, he's been lighting, he's been lighting those flames, you know, they've been smoldering for so very long and now it's done turned into an inferno. So you have a what it's called called the male version of a Karen but you have something that's coming on where we're seeing this stuff in real time we're we're seeing it played out on social media we're seeing where where white folks are calling us the n-word telling us to go back to you know, our country telling us that, you know, they can't stand us and this and that. This is happening in 2020. The stuff that my parents grew up uh, to in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm facing that now. Now, is it, excuse me, is it as bad as it was when my parents was coming up? No, you know, but for, but overall, it's still happening. And I think that's, that's regretfully, I, I hate that it is. However, I do believe that if, I, I'm just gonna say white folks, cause I'm playing, I, I don't, can't use all these big old words. If white <laughs> folks continue to put the pressure on government, put the pressure on these big corporations, put the pressure on local, on uh, the local, your mayors and all the people uh, that's that's handling all this. I feel that there will be some changes to take place, but we have we are we have never been taken serious uh, serious before, and now I feel as though we have the leverage to do so. There is still a whole lot of work to do. There is one element to all of this that's for a different show. That we as black folks we gonna have it's it's a situation that's going on now. Yeah dealt with that you and I spoke of yes and I mean and we can all, touch on it we can touch okay, on it because okay. we talked about so black lives all, yeah so all the good work that's being done right now it's like okay is this gonna get erased because we keep doing this black on black crime stuff I mean so all the black lives matter it's all fine well and good wonderful. I'm behind it a thousand percent but it's like when when everyone else is behind us as well, when they finally got behind us, and then they turn on the news and they they like, man, little eight-year-old girl got shot, little 13-year-old got shot, 16-year-old got shot. I mean, hey, as Ricky Smiley, his daughter gets shot three, three times. I mean, when is it going to end? Right. You know, so right. you have Chicago, that's just a hotbed. You know, on Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. 
39 shootings. Are you kidding me? Right. You know, you go down to Atlanta. Atlanta is a hotbed right now. So you have all these different areas across the United States where we are going to the same, the same vigor that we have with Black Lives Matter and how we be protesting about, hey, police brutality and the injustices that we've been dealing with for so long. When are we going to start dealing with this own thing that's in our backyard? When are we going to start dealing with Black folks killing Black folks just because we wear a different color? Or are we in a different neighborhood that, you know, 90% of the time you don't even own no property over there? When are we going to start dealing with that in addition to Black Lives Matter? And so right now, I have a real, real problem with that. And, you know, but I don't want this to seem as though I want to sleep Black Lives Matter under the carpet because I'm not doing that at right. all. Right. You know, it's because- an awesome, yeah, it's an awesome movement. You know, it's a significant movement, you know, and I think it will make a great impact. But you made a point, you have a point, you know, we do the black on black crime, you know, um, the, the children, you know, what are they seeing? How do we change our community? How do we change the mindset of our community? You know, what do we need to do to bridge the gap of the loss? I mean, I know that we both know the Lord and we know that God is able, but we still need to reach the masses, you know, to let them know, look, this is how you act in public. You don't need to do this. I mean, it goes deeper. You know, it's like being taught, you know what I mean? Having those good morals and that cooth about yourself and carrying yourself, the way you dress, the way you, you know what I'm saying? It's everything, the way you think, your mind, the way you think about yourself, where are you going? Progress, are you progressive? Are you just hanging out on the corner? You know, you gotta, go ahead. Black folks. I don't have Corona. (laughs) We have, it's all right. (laughs) Black folks, we gotta do better. We do. We gotta do better. You know, and we can't. We can't be saying, okay, well, this organization has to do this. We have to start doing better in our homes. And listen, I am not. I am not sitting up here saying that. You know, we don't deserve anything. Yes, because we are. We have been shorted education. We've been shorted uh, economic growth in our communities. Our communities now are changing color, you know, so there are things out here in Los Angeles. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. There's, there are things out here in Los Angeles that, you know, going down Crenshaw from Crenshaw from Exposition all the way down to Florence almost, we have a new train line that's being oh. put. And, but that whole community has changed. That we know too. However, you're going to start, we will start seeing, you know, different stores popping up. We'll start seeing the, you know, the, the Starbucks, you know, anytime you see a Starbucks opening up, you know, the neighborhood is changing. You'll start seeing Trader Joe's in the, in the community. There's a lot of change that's coming on, but when is the change going to start happening with us just being in the community? Right. The change is only coming because there's, there's another element that's moving in. I'm not against that, but what I am against is that we have been driven out to different areas out here in Southern California, you know, an hour, an hour and a half away. There is no way 
that I'm going to be living out in the Inland Empire where it's going to take me an hour and a half to get to work every single day or something like that. Mm-hmm. When Los Angeles, it, it it's my home and it's what I consider home and it'll always be my home. However, you know, I'm just, I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm seeing a little bit of change and, but we have to get a lot, we have to get our mayors involved. I was listening to on the news yesterday and they had the young lady, the mayor of Chicago on TV. And that question was asked to her, you know, what are you guys gonna do now about the black on black crime? What can happen? And all she talked about was what, how it started. This is how it started. She didn't have a solution to the problem. She just talked about, well, we've been deprived of this and we've been deprived of that. Okay, we understand all that now, but now we have to get past all that to figure out what are we gonna be? What's are the, go- the next steps? What's the next measures for things to change? So we talk about that, you know, changing the mindset of our community, mm-hmm. you know, teach one, train one, right? That's right. So that is a hard question to answer mm-hmm. right. because it's big, it's huge. It's a huge task. When you think about trying to change the mindset of, a community, not just one community. I mean, it's huge. That's a tall order. How do you start? But it does start from the home, right? That's the first place it starts. And if they're not getting it there, they're going to get it from the streets, right? right? So it it is a very good question. And we talk about that on the Social Vibes Connection. But um, where do we start to make the change? Where do we catch the, the young kids? You know, do you have conferences? I mean, that make it easy for kids to come in, teach them the right way, teach them technology, teach them um, education, how to be, how to use your mind more, read more, pick up a book. You know what I'm saying? Don't always, don't always want to hang out on the street. Yeah, you know, um, the high school that I went to out here, Crenshaw High School, um, I served on alumni board, and so. I saw a whole lot with our kids, you know, Crenshaw right now, it's about maybe, maybe 70% African-American. The rest is Hispanic. And however, when we would have those parent teacher conference meetings that, you know, we've both been accustomed of growing up, uh, there was no, there was none of us Mm. at those conferences. It was plenty of them, mm-hmm. but it wasn't none of us. We weren't represented. Yeah, right, right, right. And so, you know, how do you get teachers and administrators of a school to try to sell out and to help us 100% when they're not getting it back from us? You know, basically, elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools for African-Americans is turning out to be nothing but babysit babysitters, you know, mm-hmm. where you can go drop your kids off, you know, and you drop them off. They can eat, play, learn, come home. When they go home, those are the crucial moments for the, for those kids. And when they go home, they're going home to chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a middle school counselor, you know, I saw this firsthand where these kids, you know, from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, you know, 
they were coming to school, just all kind of stuff going on. I was an at-risk counselor. So I seen it firsthand on how we're not doing the job at home. Our kids, our kids don't have any respect. Mm -hmm. like, like how we used to, as we were talking the other day, when we were growing up, hey, if you saw a kid at the bus stop or something like that, and if that kid used any bad language around you, hey, that kid would be very quick to say, hey, excuse me, I'm sorry. Right. Man, kid, you're not adults. Right, right, right. Kids ain't thinking about that no more. They just yeah, say whatever. Right, in front of you. Right, right. You know, our young women. You know, like, can you just walk around here like that and it's okay? And so I'm, I'm just like, you know, I may be old school, but still, you know, I, if God bless my mom, if my late mother, if my mother had an opportunity to come back here and see how things are, my mom be like, you know what? I want to go back because it's just crazy it on how, you know, our young women and our young men, you know, walking around here with your pants hanging down and, you know, all that sag and stuff. It's just ridiculous, but you know, we have to do better and it has to start at home. Well, you know what, even educating them on that, educating the young men, I know we took a serious turn on that conversation, but yeah, yeah. Um, even edu educating them on why they do it, you know, mm -hmm. what it really means, you know, mm -hmm. Some people don't even know. They think it's a fad. They think it's, you know, whatever. I have no idea. Maybe they think, maybe they're part of a gang. I don't know. Maybe East Coast, West Coast. Maybe y'all do something different out there. But I think, from my understanding, it came from jail. It, it, it originates from jail. And so I'm thinking to myself, why do you want to represent yourself? Can you hear me? I think you're frozen. what they see. So they're a product of what they see. And, you know, pretty much when we were growing up, I said, hey, listen, I grew up in what they call the mod area where, you know, we were wearing 501 Levi's that was flooding with Argyle sites, penny loafers, button down shirts with the with the scarf around your neck type of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, the preppy look, you know, that that look was was probably my whole three years when I was going to high school. But, you know, we got that look off of you know, MTV videos and stuff like that, you know, so, you know, who's to say, I know it wouldn't have happened in my household <laughs> if sagging was going on back then, because I know my dad would have just totally got a spank. <laughs> yeah, you know, he just would, oh, he just would have killed me, <laughs> you know, right. but at least what we did was in good taste. The stuff that's going on now, it's just off, it's just off the charts. Yeah. And, and there's no one there to provide correction, like you said. Right. right? Like my mother and my father, you know, they, there's no way they would let me go out the house if I was looking a certain way. You know what I mean? Right. So right. there's right. no one to provide that correction in some homes, not all, because there are some homes that, you know, kids are well-trained, you know, they're doing the right thing. They know right and wrong. They know, mm, I'm not going to look like that, you know. I'm, I'm focused. I'm on a mission. Well, well listen, you know, back, back in the day, uh, she'll kill me for saying this. You know, my sister used to have well, to Lord, sneak. Don't talk about your sister. 
<laughs> you know, she would have to sneak clothes out of the house, you know, so she could kind of wear them because, you know, it was forbidden in, our, in, my, in my parents' home for her to wear certain things. And so, you know, but there, that respect level that you have for your parents is just not there as it used to be. Right. And, you know, so, hey, we just have to, we yeah. just have to keep on trying and that's all mm -hmm. we have to do. And hopefully the light bulb will come on at some yeah. point. Something you said about school. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching something the other day and I can't remember exactly the show I was watching, but this young lady was in a private school. She was the only um, African-American in her class. Okay. And she was very intelligent, very smart girl. Um, mm -hmm. But there were a few people probably that felt she didn't belong there. And so they made these terrible comments to her, right? And then the teacher did not correct the kids who were talking down on her. Mm. The teacher herself says something like, well, you know, if, if you need a little bit longer to complete your assignment, or, you know, you don't have to really do it if it's too hard for you, you know, you know, instilling those, those thoughts into a person, like, I'm, I can't, I'm not capable to do yeah. this, you right. know, and I think sometimes and we think we have heard it, we hear it today, you know, and there's subliminal things that are happening to our kids, and they're being told they're not good enough, right? right? They, they can't, they can't equal, they're not equal, they can't, they can't match up. And we have to really instill those, those values back into our children to tell them, yes, you can do this. You know, so, you know, this is, this is the real world, but this is what you can do, you know, and really enforce some of the negative stuff that they're being told out there. And it's, and it's hard out there. Let's not even talk about bullying. We're not even going to go down that lane, right, but right. we got to get back what we're talking about. But my question to you is we do have to be mindful of our kids and like i said if we can touch a kid if we see someone but see you're scared to even say something to someone i mean I'm like, they might pop off and and pop and, and beat me up if i say you know young lady why 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 why, why are you carrying yourself like this right well you know what let me let me let me let me jump in real quick <laughs> for me i'm i'm me personally i'm not afraid to say nothing to anyone you know <laughs> you know and hey that's that's just who i am you know uh, however, as you get older, you know, you learn to start having a little bit more wisdom than what you, than what you used to have, you know, uh, but I dealt with young, young kids, young people. And if I have to tell a young man, Hey, I need you to pull your pants up. You're going to pull your pants up, you know, now, will there be pushback? Absolutely. There will be, you know, because our kids their parents go up to the schools, you know, you tell your, you suspend a kid for three days. Parents go up to the school and they cussing out the principal and all the counselors and everybody. And so, and they doing it in front of the kid. Right. So what happens? So now the kid has lost all respect for the principal and the kid feels like he's empowered. You've just given your child empowerment over adults. So that kid is going to run roughshod over the whole entire, you know, faculty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be able to 
you have to have some strong leadership in these schools. You can't have put you can't have people that's going to get pushed over. You have to have some teachers that's not going to take no mess from nobody. You have to have some teachers that within the realm of the law, because teachers cannot be how they used to be. Right. You have to be careful because we live in a very politically uh, correct. correct climate. You have to be able to say certain things. But I do believe that from day one, when that class starts, and if you put your foot down in a certain manner, I do believe that you can gain kids' respect. Kids, kids want to test you. They're going to test you to see if you're real or if you're fake. Mm-hmm. And if they if they see any kind of weakness mm-hmm. where they where they can be like, okay, they're gonna take advantage of you. They're gonna take advantage of it. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. I know it. But um we we're talking about the racism. Let's kind mm-hmm. of circle back around on that one because we tie up, but I just want what do you think? Why are they so angry? Because I'm talking about Caucasian people. Yeah. Why are they so angry? Is it because we have progressed? Is it because we're moving ahead and we are doing great things and we are intelligent, whole offices, you know, and we are really doing well in certain aspects? Do you think they fear losing some of their power? Because I just don't get it. I don't, I'm still trying to find somebody to answer my question. Ask me what my question is. Ask what's me what my, what's the what's question. Why do they hate us? <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can answer the question for you. Well, answer they, my question. They hate us because they can't be like us. We 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 are we are very brilliant. We are very, very special people. You know, we've been blessed with this skin right here that cannot be removed. We've been blessed. We have been able to excel. When you when you give us something to do, we excel at it, no matter what it is. If it's in sports, anything, you, you give us the tools to learn that trade, we excel in it all. The threat comes and is that you don't want to empower too many black folks. Let me just keep it 100. Because if you empower us and you put us in those positions, they feel as though they've lost their power. And it's not even about all that. It's either, all we want is a level playing field. But they don't like us because they cannot be us. Be us. They Listen, everything in our culture... I can't hear you. I can't hear you. To to a point to where, okay, I don't want to look like you, but I do want to act like you. And let me and let me circle back a little bit. Yeah, you might try to look like us a little bit because all I see is thousands, thousands of people on the beach trying to tan to get darker. So there's there's that element as well, but. You know, white folks will always have there's be some envy and strife. And and, and, let, and before I go any further, let me say this to those that may be listening. 
I'm not speaking about all white folks. Exactly. We, I have, we do have I, to put that disclaimer out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not all, to, I'm, I am not talking people. about all white people. I am talking about those folks that just cannot stand our guts. Those are the people who I'm directing this to because I have white friends who I love dearly. Me too. I love dearly. And I will take them to any black function because I feel that they would just fit right in on in like a missing piece of a puzzle. So I don't have a problem with white folks. I have problems with the racist white folks that, you know, want to dispute their hate towards us, want to harm us and do things of that nature. Now, Vanessa, here's the other thing with all that. I do respect the fact that you tell me that you don't like me. Mm I respect that. I'd rather for you to tell me that you don't like me and I know than for you to be up in my face and you don't like me, but you just doing some stuff just to try to appease me. So yeah, I appreciate the person saying, man, listen, I don't like black folks. Okay, that's fine. I know how to deal with you and and we cool with that. But you're the ones that they want to stab you behind your back. That's the ones I have a problem with. Right. Well, I don't, I mean, you know, you're going to have those, but you know what? Dislike me from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Don't right. harm me because I didn't do anything to you. I'm going to yeah. live my life. I'm going to have a beautiful life and do everything right. that I want to do. You know, I am, I am privileged, right? You know, I could do anything I want. Well, well, that's the privilege that, that's the privilege that we have. It's not called white privilege. This is called, we are privileged privilege. because we, we can do whatever we want to do. You know, we have an opportunity just like this podcast, you know, that I've been doing. I've always wanted an avenue, how to talk to everybody and this and that. I've had a lot of people to encourage me to do this long time ago before the George Floyd situation. And I procrastinated for so very long. And unfortunately it took this pandemic to happen for a lot of stuff in my personal life to start turning around for the good. So the pandemic, you know, for me has not been a curse for uh, per se, but it's been a blessing in, in ways that is just almost unbearable to describe. But, you know, we have an opportunity to do pretty much anything that we want to do. And I hope that during this particular time right now, I hope that black folks will take advantage of all the opportunities that we have now because unfortunately, we may not, I said may, we may not have this opportunity again to do that. So right now, while the fire is hot, we need to go ahead and take advantage of everything we can right now, whether it's getting a loan for jobs, you know, getting another job. If you have a small business and you know, you're trying to get backing from major corporations or sponsorships, now is the time for take advantage of it. all black business, small business to take advantage of this opportunity that we have right yeah. now. We're going to talk about that real quick too. But, you know, one thing, if it's anything that I learned is that racism is deeply rooted. Right. And it's not just rooted in one or two. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not just rooted in one or two people. It's root, deeply rooted in America. And... You know, I feel like if it's still rooted, you have to somehow pull it up, right? You have yeah. to get to the core. Mm-hmm. 
where it really comes from. Right. And so we know where it comes from. We talked about that. Yeah. I just pray to God that, you know, people will recognize it within themselves. Right. Because it would be wonderful that we could be at peace, be free, right? Because all we want to do is live. We're yeah. doing that anyway. But right. we, we don't want to watch over our back because some crazy person doesn't like the color of my skin. So decides they want to just, you know, either stab me or, you know, beat me up or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people who are so scared to go outside. Right. And and let's not even talk about the little kids who are scared right now, what they see. Right. But, you know, we, we can't stop the hate. We already talked about that. It's something that they have to do. We just have to go on and live our lives every day. And, you know, I am going to talk about some of the comments that, that I just heard on Facebook. It really is about what we were talking about. But I really believe they need to have the conversations with their side. We need to have a conversation with our side. And there needs to be a continual conversation with everyone. That's why I love this platform because I want to have everyone involved. I mean, because sometimes people are um they're um what's the word they're um oblivious to what we go through because mm-hmm. they're far removed from it. It doesn't happen to them. You know, some of my friends have been silent, you know, through this whole process. Somebody has asked me, how are you doing? How are you really, really doing? Is this really affecting you? I really want to know. That's my really good friend. I love her to this day. That's like my sister. She's like my sister from another mother. And, you know, she talks about, she really, and she's white. And she asked me, she said, how are you doing? Are you okay? You know, how many of our people have asked, I mean, not our people, but our friends who are of a different persuasion, ask us, are we okay? Are you all right? I know you're going through a lot right now. What yes. can I do? What can right. I say? You know, that, and sometimes I think they're silent because they don't know what to say. They don't right. know. So right. I think that this is everything that we talked about, like the Black Lives Movement. I think it's, a, it's making a powerful statement. You know, I think we're on our way to a different, to a, down a different path that neither of us have ever seen before. Right. This whole this whole uh, a protest with the George Floyd, everything has, that has happened, because right. there's been tons of killings, tons of them. Right. It's, it's on the rise now, and people are aware. Thank God for our, thank God for our phones. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, that, and listen, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna belittle it too much, but we, we, we really have to be thankful that we, we live in an age where technology is, is just a beautiful thing because it has allowed us to capture, capture moments uh, of where people are, where their injustice is just being totally uh, abused right now. So I, I'm, very, I'm very thankful, I'm very pleased with the way things are going a whole, I mean, uh, it def- there's a whole lot of room for improvement and I'm very thankful uh, to that. And just to piggyback on your question and then, you know, however you wanna close it out, you can. There's- Thank you. You know, you have a, when we talked about what can white people do, there's one word, 
listen. Listen. Just, just listen. Listen and understand. Listen and have it, and and so you can understand where you can hear it. See, they had a visual. They had a visual when that knee was on the neck, and they saw life being taken away. Now, the one thing that I am very happy about is the fact that our the young white generation, the the young, the young white millennials, they they woke. Yes, that, they are. Those young millennials, they are woke. But it's not just whites, it's Asians. It's, it's, it's Asians and not, but you know, black and white. Saying, so right. Asians, Hispanics, they are woke, the millennials. The millennials, as much as I be complaining about them because I have two of them, yes, you know, I, I have two millennials as kids, you know, who I'm always having to, to be on their case all the time, you know, um, they they're the one that's they're like we're not gonna we're not gonna take what our parents took and what my grandparents took and what my great parents took. It's a new day. It's a it new is day. a new day. Yes. For all that. Yes. So I feel that things are going in the right direction. It has to continue to go in the right directions. Those very uncomfortable conversations has to they have to uh, continue to take place. So you have to have those uncomfortable conversations to take place so you can end up to be comfortable. Right. I like that. I like yep. that. Yeah, and that, that's so important. Have them uncomfortable conversations so that you can continue to be comfortable. Right, right. Okay. And, you know, and, and we as Black people, we have some very uncomfortable conversations that we need to have. Yes. It's just not the other side. You're right. We black folks, there's a whole lot of uncomfortable conversations that needs to start coming up really, really soon. Yeah, that's another because, show. Right, because if those conversations don't come up, all of this great will be work being done right now, it's going to go up in smoke. Right. And that's and what we, we don't want to happen. We don't want that to happen because no, we no. want to see a difference. But um, we had some comments. Um, I'm not sure if you're on Facebook right now, but um, you know, someone, Fred said, um, it's true. I pray to continue. I pray it continues until change comes. And Deborah McDonald, hey Deborah, she said, much needed conversation. Um, Eli Brown, my cousin said, you can't want more for people than they want for themselves. And Melanie Bowden said, I think parents need to take personal responsibility for their children and education must start and continue at home, which is Absolutely. definitely what Absolutely. we said. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, hey, it's been awesome. And I yeah. think that we touched on a lot today. Right. Um, we did do a little groundbreaking for, you know, maybe a, seg a segment for your podcast. And, Absolutely. you know, maybe I'll have you back on a social live, <laughs> a social vibes live show. You know, right. we're there twice a month now. So I'm really yeah. excited about it. I'm excited, more excited about your podcast. So tell me when your podcast will launch. Uh, the podcast is going to uh, officially be launched on July 20th. And uh, we're, we have a very, very special guest. I cannot uh, put it I out know. right now. You know, I already told you who it's going to be. Uh, however, uh, I'm looking forward to, to having uh, him on 
on the uh, podcast uh, with me. And we're just going to touch over a whole lot of different issues that's going on right now. Uh, but primarily for the beginning of my podcast, it's pretty much going to be about race. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to start segueing. We're going to talk about, you know, in different injustices. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, interracial marriages. We're going to talk about uh, relationships. Uh, we're going to talk about church. You know, there's uh, the black church versus the white church. You know, they say at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's the most segregated. The, you know, the most segregated place in the world are churches. And let me just say this before in closing. Last night, uh, my favorite song in the world is Toe Praise. That is my favorite song ever. And so last night I'm, you know, in my bed. And so um, I, I wanted to hear it before I went to sleep last night. And it just so happened to be, I was like, well, you know what? I don't want to hear Richard Smallwood, the person who originally sung it. So I put on the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. I've always been under the assumption that Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir was an all-Black choir. But when I turned on there, it was a white director. Mm -hmm. It was white people in the choir, mm -hmm. a sprinkle of Asian folks in there. And, very diverse. And I said to myself, that's how it should be. That's right. And if I ever was over anybody of believers, that would be the type of people who I would, I would want every single nationality that there is. I, I had a crying session last night. I ain't, you know, because I kept, all I kept saying is like, Lord, this is what, this is how it should be. Right. And to hear, to see white folks waving their hands and praising God, you know, it, it just did something to me last night. And I was just, I mean, even talking about now, I get a little full with it, but that's, that's how it should be. So we should all just love each other and, you know, just, just, you know, when we can, you know, don't have to do the social distance stuff, but love on each other and just be able to be there for one another. And that is my, that's my goal. So, in the, you know, I thank you for having me on your, on your show and on your platform. And uh, for all those uh, who are interested, uh, you will get information on how to follow me on Facebook and Twitter and the other uh, social media outlets. But thank you so much, Vanessa. I really do appreciate it. Okay, great. Well, guys, that's our little segment of Social Vibes Live tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back in another week and a half with another Social Vibe. Maybe you'll come back uh, on another live show. But I was going to ask you um, to leave a positive word. I think you just did. So I'm not going to ask you to leave another positive word because that was very powerful. And um, thanks, guys. And you guys have a great night. And I'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.